Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we welcome you to the house that happens. Sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill. The only place to be in suburban Etobicoke. Voted four times the best dive bar in the GTA. But we'd like to think it's probably the best dive bar in Ontario. Because when we're here, we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to talk about the insidious, iconic, and insane things that happen in this crazy, wide world of we call sports. How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you? I'm feeling confident about tonight. Oh, I'm glad he threw that in right away because people, you know, we're going to take a little extra time because you know what? Let's cut to the chase here. We got to talk some Toronto Maple Leafs in all angles, all history, all family related, all words on the street, whatever you want to say about Toronto Maple Leafs. We got to get this out of here because you know what, Mr. Milani, let's cut to the chase on this right away. I want to say something about what's going on in the city here, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of like I was very positive about Toronto on Thursday. I even you were. I was as positive as I could, and I took a lot of backlash because I'm not a Leaf fan. However, living in the city for 40 years, can I just say, listen, listen, this is what I am dealing with, okay? And I'm going to start with you, Mr. Milani. So. We're talking off the camera during the week. You know, we discuss what we're going to do and everything. And I get this. Do you ever get a text that when you get the text, the text has got energy? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so I got one from you this week that oh, jumped really? right out of my screen. That I said, oh, I hope, I hope they win tonight just for guys like you. And here's what it was. You just said, i seen the three greatest Leaf playoff games of my life. The text jumped right out of my Phone and I said, that's the city of Toronto. Look at Mr. Milani. You escaped a 4-1 game you should have lost. You won in overtime and you survived getting your ass kicked. And it's the three best playoff games in a row? Wow. What does that say about the city of Toronto, guy? What do you mean? What do you mean? 19 years you won a playoff. That's how oh, you guys yeah. get excited. See, three games in a row. And and I'll be honest with you. The, the fourth game I had to really... I, I like to tell you the truth. You know, I'm Mr. PVR. Everything's on my PVR. I didn't know the score. It was 4-1. I was just reaching for the converter to fast forward because I said, I think we got this game done. Oh, Toronto scored. Well, I, it's 4-2. I better stick around. And that was a beautiful Matthews goal. That was. And he scored two. And if they win this All series. All of his goals have been unreal this series. I agree. So if they do win this series. The deal is this. This will change the, already the legacy of Austin Matthews and perhaps Mitch Marner. Oh, 100% it would. You agree? All those, it would have to. All well, these guys, their their legacy right now is like first round chokers, right? 10 and 0 in, or 0 and 10. Yeah, and, and uh, potential games to eliminate the opponent. What? Who in the history of hockey has this as their legacy? Come on. Let's start off. I'm going to start off with, say, Mary, Mario Tremblay. No. How about Bobby Bond? No. Let's just throw out names out there. What about Bums? Rick Vive. Come on. He never went 0-10. <laughs> Rick Vive played oh, with some bad teams, though. Scored 50 goals. I'm just throwing names out of my hat. Okay. Now, wait a second here. So, anyways... This is going to be, people stick with me, because this is going to be a big circle about the history of the Toronto Maple Leafs and where we're going to go tonight, okay? So Mr. Milani t- texts me, and I love when I get texts that are live. They jump out of the phone, and I've seen all three of those games, and if I had any modicum of faith in the Leafs, which I do, I live in the city, I would have been excited too, okay? Especially the 4-1 comeback. Oh, one sure. do that, okay? So you come back, four goals. Two great goals from your supposed superstar. No, he's not. He is a superstar. From your guy that's supposed to do that at that game and you win. And now you're coming home. 
The city's alive. Yeah. The arena's on fire. You score right off the hop. And what happens? Oh, you let Tampa score back right away. Then I knew it was bad omen right there. The karma changed immediately. But what I'm saying is that um, it's the mood of the city that gets me. Like, you walk around town and you can feel what people are thinking and what people are saying. And it's hard to say, because just two years ago, we know what happened with you guys two years ago and my boys. And we're not going to bring that up right now. So when I'm trying to be encouraging about things that are going to happen for the Toronto Maple Leafs, nobody believes me. I get no street cred whatsoever. I yeah, because hey, hey. you bring up two years ago as I'm part of that. that. A little I'm backhanded. Saying, no, like, no, no, no. I'm yeah, just saying you guys, have, you guys have put yourself in this position. Uh, this is one thing I really got to say, and I didn't want to point this out last week. But listen, Mr. Milani, how old were you when the last time the Leafs won a playoff series? This is the point. I was 11. 11 years old. Okay, so I got guys that are saying... God, I was just, I never even think about retirement and I'm retired. Like, just think of the spectrum yeah. of people that you have. Like, you were 11. A guy says 20 years ago, I was thinking about, now I'm retired. You know, I see the old codgers when I'm on one, two, when we're walking the street like that. So, my take on it is why are we in this position? And I'm going to say, I think it, let's talk about the actual what's going on, the ice situation right here. First of all, I'm going to say that I'm thinking that Samsonov is a bit fraudulent, okay? I'm going to call that out right now. He had one great game. He saved your your bacon yeah. in the overtime game. Outside of that, the guy is constantly on his knees. If he continues to be on his knees, you guys going to lose. Now, he's not responsible for the game five loss. But what did we discuss all Samsonov has to do. Ooh, he might have been responsible for the game five loss. Oh, really? Okay. So Did I you didn't see want to those go goals there. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring up the fact that was what book was he reading when I when he was on his knees? Was that a prayer he was, book? He was, was he on a pew? Was he going, Jesus, get me through this game? I think besides game one, that was his worst game of the series. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt. He was all, like he wasn't calm at all. He was all over the place. Uh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't good at all. Okay, so now I was here at Chewy's last Saturday night. Unfortunately, that turned into a bender weekend by the way once i left the game here last week things got really out of hand in a good bad and ugly way however i did stand amongst a bunch of leaf fans here okay and i was telling them the whole time samsonov's on his knees shut up cruz oh look at samson he's on his knees oh look he's not really a butterfly goaltender he no. comes from the european so you're, you're school turn it on your guy Okay, I know he should be here. I'm trying to like him, but if he doesn't stand up, you guys are in trouble. He can't splash around. You've seen it the other night. Well, he game five, he was splashing around. He's been splashing around a lot in his playoffs. He's got away with uh, it. He was especially bad, though. He, he was all over the place. All no over kidding. the place. And he's had a couple of those ones. Again, he's a guy, I can't even believe it sometimes, he's not even looking in the direction of the puck. It hits him and he makes a save. He's the best goalie I've ever seen. He's looking up at his girl in the stands, puck hits him in the shoulder goes over the net come on you tell me you don't see those saves you're watching the same game aren't you, you? know my you know my theory about goalies though so okay that uh, okay i'll give you that but <laughs> i'm just saying one of the number one number one samsonov and i predicted it he'd start the playoffs for you so i can't yeah. fail on the guy now and i did say well, we're not using memory six. okay so now we got to go with what we're seeing every day when we get on that the guy's flopping around kind of reminds me of that 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 epic video from uh, faith no more back in the day at the end when that fish is flopping out of the bowl. As I think of that every time. Now, he's not quite that bad, but he could go there tonight. 
Yeah, was that the Black Hole Sun music video? Or? No, that was the uh, epic video. Epic, you wanted, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The fish comes oh, out at the yeah. end, and it's just flapping around in there. And yeah, I think Black Hole Sun did something close to that, but not yeah. wasn't quite as effective. But my first call is Samsonov got to stay up, stand up more, stand up more because he's on the thing. Number two, Mitch Marner has the most emptiest eleven playoff points I have ever seen wow. in my life. Empty. Wow. Did you say that's capital E? If you don't know how to spell it, E M P T Y. First of all, what do you get? Three of those in the colossal first game seven three loss. That's three of his points, okay? Then he got a couple in the next game when they everybody got points because they won seven three. Why does well? He also <laughs> scored two big goals in that game. Okay, I'm not going to say that he's been like absent. I'm not saying that I haven't noticed him. He plays scared sometimes. He has. He looks scared. So, number two, Mitch Marner, you cannot look scared. No. The other guys see it. They must be chirping in his ear or something. I know he's not the biggest guy. I'm a Mitch Marner guy. I think he's a good hockey player. One of the things that I've heard is interesting in, in all the pundits around the city, and one of the things is, is the, is the pundits or is it the fan base? Who's more negative and who's more positive? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I don't have a horse in that race at all. But I do have to. It's all just one, like, vicious, you know. Is it a salad? Like, sometimes you're the croutons and sometimes you're the bacon bits? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know how it works because I, I do notice that a lot of the talking head people on Sportsnet and TSN, they are handling the... the the Leafs with a little bit too much kid gloves. You know what I mean? But I do understand this. If the Leafs win tonight, everything we say right now doesn't mean a damn thing. Oh, exactly. That's, and that's how simple it is for the Leafs. Simple it is. Okay, so number three. They have to make a decision on their lineup tonight. Oh, obviously. I'm going to say, just because we don't want to be like anybody else, we're not going to bring up exact statistics. About individual players. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Your favorite defenseman, that's all we got to say. Or your second favorite defenseman, I should say. So that's all I'm going to say. So now when you have to make these lineup changes tonight, you're going to have to make a lineup change. The only reason you did, Bunting did not get back in the game because of the old hockey superstition. We won the game, don't change the lineup. Uh, yeah, that and like... I mean, I would just let him sit there too, just just because like Bunting has just frustrated me so much this season. I think I've gotten into this before, where after he was such a darling that first season here in Toronto, right? The what, the best twenty four year old rookie, you know, all that. Okay. And then all of a sudden, he's starting to lose his cool a little bit more, you know. Okay. I'm worried about that. Okay. I'm worried about that. Now, can I just Taking have a the quick, stupid penalty. Okay, I wish we had the instant replay so we could just take that little soliloquy and re rewind it. You know why? That's every Leaf fan in the city. Right there. Mr. Milani, you just nailed it to the wall. That is Toronto Leaf fans. I love you today. F you tomorrow. The guy's got some edge. He's tough. He should be out He's there doing stupid game. shit, though. He did one He's hurting the thing. team. He's he hurting the team. He did one little thing. To, He's hurting to, the team. I'm glad you guys chased Kadri out of town, too. Wouldn't he look good in this team right now? <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I think Kadri's got a ring, but that's another story. Bottom line is I think Bunting should have went right back in the lineup because you guys need every bit of grit that you guys can get. Okay? I do not believe that Stamkos uh, affected... 
Matthews in any way in that little skirmish. Yeah. Because when, when did Stamkos become Mike Tyson? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, come on. But that's the reputation of the Leafs, that he tried to grab him and just to see what he did. Yeah. And Matthews reacted. Like, you know, I heard a great line in there. Matthews, don't be the guy that's picking up the sticks. You're not out there to pick up the sticks. Yeah. I think that's a great line. In any event, um, I don't think that affected him at all because I think that Matthews has been playing tough. I mean, as tough as Matthews is going to be. Which well, is he's, he's been, not a he's tough been player. our best forward. Oh, I think so easily. There's, there's no doubt about that, okay? Yeah. So, number three about winning tonight. They've been playing very pleasantly, okay? I'm going to bring up two players and play them presently, but I want their presence to be shown a little bit more because they talk about it and they're not doing it. O'Reilly and Tavares. They're two centers. They're going to get a lot more ice time if it goes to the lineup that we're going to propose in just a second. They get in close to getting dirty, then they disappear. So that means their wingers stay out of it. Aren't they guys that are supposed to be the, the playmakers? Or what do we do? We leave Tavares on the wing for the rest of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he seems to play well on a wing with that O'Reilly guy. I wouldn't so be surprised if they went back to that. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, just to change it up. You know what I mean? Because I'm not saying Tavares is a tough guy either, but he's not afraid to go into the corners. Mm -hmm. Okay? Which brings me to... He's not fast enough to get things started at center, though, I think. I think that's part of the problem. Okay, so, but then he then, then let's leave him on the wing. Exactly. And I wouldn't yeah. have a problem with that. You know what I mean? I think he'd play some hockey because here's the surprise of the playoffs for the Toronto Maple Leafs, as far as I'm concerned, is one of their tougher players. Nylander. Okay, he's done some stupid-ass stuff at the beginning of games because I think he's just had too many girlfriends or <laughs> the guy looks like a rock star coming to the game. Maybe it's got the Ken Stabler kind of thing where it takes him about 20 minutes to shake the cobwebs off. But he's played amazingly tough. I think so, too. You agreed? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So your two toughest guys are have been Matthews and Nylander. You're going to tell me when you started the playoffs, the two toughest forwards on the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be Matthews and Nylander. I'm going to say you might not win this series. You, do you play bunting with them? I go right there, right away. That's where I'm going to go, right there, just in case. Because you know what the problem about bunting is, is that he's bringing that enthusiasm. Okay, it yeah. gets you a little bit of trouble, right? But you look around in all the other sports, Draymond Green has been a total dick. In these NBA playoffs, but look where they've been. You know what I mean? Just we'll get we'll get to that later. All right, we'll get to that. I wasn't that later. expecting that. Okay, but okay, but now you're saying that Bunting's made mistakes too. Yeah. But that's like I, you guys need that extra energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean Bunting. Hey, this is the time to get back in Toronto's good books, man. What time? Okay, so what's do he gonna it. have to do tonight? Okay, so let's let's reexamine the series and what the Tampa Bay people are saying. First of all, Hedman's not 100. percent but the guy is so big and so experienced, he <laughs> just clogs he's, in he's the lane. He's so good. Oh, yeah. He's he, still so good. Exactly. So he's going there. The other defensemen have really picked it up. So what they're all, all that Tampa Bay is doing to me is with that Radish guy and um, uh, the Russian. Sergachev. Uh, Sergachev. He's been very good. Oh, he's been outstanding. But they play laterally, it mm -hmm. seems to me. You know what I'm talking about? Is they found in a weird way where they're they're cutting off the lane. So when Matthews comes around, you know the way that the Leafs like to come up, mm -hmm. cut it up? But I think the Leafs could keep playing like that because when they get the pressure going and it breaks, then the pressure's all in. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the game the other night, like they, they finally, like after all this time out of nowhere, they suddenly broke it. But you don't change, you, you know, you don't change the girl you went to the dance with yeah. kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? So I think that they're going to get pressure on because um, 
Tampa's the experience on that. They're whispering things to the Leafs. They're telling them about ghosts and I don't know whatever it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like you got guys like Braden Point, the 50 goal scorer. They pretty well they've stifled him. They've checked Kucherov relatively well. Mm-hmm. It's been the 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 six to twelve forwards that's been playing better than. Toronto's 6-12 to 12 yeah. forward, which gets to the house that happens. What's our suggestion for the lineup change tonight, Mr. Milani? Play with 7-D. 7-D? Okay, so you're with me then. I want to see Matthews, Marner, Nylander. Tavares, O'Reilly. All play 26 minutes tonight. Oh, man. I all want to see them all. What are they saving themselves for? If you lose tonight, you ain't winning game seven. I'm saying it right now. You guys will be the biggest schmucks going. If you blow this game now, here's the thing. We're all bloviating so much about where Toronto is, but it's your history, guy. Yeah. Why is the city feeling like this? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, it's been, it's been a long time. There's little old ladies I have never met living in your neighborhood going, oh, no. Oh no, we gotta win tonight. Oh no. <laughs> and then they go, but I've been saying this for ten years. Like come on. Nineteen actually, but like the last ten with this crew. Well, yeah, for a lot of that time they were really bad. But we're here right now. And the thing is what you have to do is you're gonna have to change history. Because here's something that you haven't done yet. Okay? At the house that happens, we keep tabs on the Habs. So I'm just saying this. Montreal still might win a playoff series oh, before the Toronto on. Maple Leafs. I'm going to keep saying that until you win. And it's tonight in Tampa game six. What if you lose tonight? What do you got to say? What, what are you going to tell me? What's your team going to do tonight that's going to make them win? Game one, they got Let's slaughtered. Take one game at a time. Game two, they... Tampa Bay shit the bad. Toronto got back. Game three, I think, is the best game of the series. In my humble yeah, opinion, it was the best game was. of the series. And Samsonov played his best game. You won in overtime. Very good game. Very good goal. You got the dirty goals. You were playing dirty in front mm-hmm. of the net. You didn't play dirty in front of the net in game five. Um, all the goals that you scored in game four, when you made that great comeback, the best tip ever by Matthews. <laughs> This guy, how does he get his stick on the puck? Because he's a superstar. He had, a, he had an amazing tip in yes, game that, that two was as game, well, right? In game two, yes. The yeah. guy can pick the puck out of the air. No, he's incredible. Okay, so now you got that game where Matthews has those great tip-ins and you win in overtime again. So how much have you really outplayed Tampa Bay? Oh, we've been outplayed most of the series. Oh, did you say that? Did I hear that? <laughs> Toronto, did you hear that? You, Mr. Milani just said you guys have been outplayed for most of the series. Did you just say that? Can you repeat what you just said? Because this is on tape. Mr. Milani just said. Okay, on whatever it is. On digital. Mr. Milani just said, and I got every Leaf fan that knows that and doesn't want to admit it. So what are the Tampa Bay fans saying? What is Stamkos and Kucherov and Hedman and, and Bal- what do you say his name? Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. And all sitting around doing a vodka, because the Russians are in the room. The Toronto, the Toronto, they soft. Tomorrow we do the same thing. We boris them. And we get Natasha, we become Bullwinkle, that series over. Can you hear Kucherov and them guys talking like that in the dressing room? <laughs> You're damn right. And why are you laughing? Because that's a scared laugh. That's not even a confident laugh. By the way, I got, really thought you made a good call when you said the Leafs in five. Yeah. How is that looking now? Leafs and six. Leafs and six. Okay, Leafs we're going to go to... Okay, no, no, no. Let's, let, let's just say here why I think that Tampa Bay got to win tonight. 
Hedman, Stamkos, Kucherov, Brandon Point, that radish kid on defense. He's been playing great. And I, they're going to have the home crowd. I think you guys just got to come out and knock them on their ass. Yeah, exactly. You know, eat a penalty. Even if you go down one nothing, like somebody go out and do something nuts. Like Nylander come down and knock freaking Hedman into another area code. Or you know what I mean? Or freaking Matthews goes flying mm -hmm. through the crease and maybe bumps into the goalie. Do something that's just not Toronto Maple Leaf. 19 years in the making bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got to go hard at them. Very hard, beyond hard. You know what I mean? By the way, when we hear this show today, notice I've been doing most of the talking because this is what happens when you get Leaf fans in this corner. Oh, come they on. don't know what to say. They're hoping. All they're doing is hoping. Like, you, I haven't heard you defend your team. Oh, fuck. Come and on, you got to give me a chance to okay, speak, uh, Here to be you fair. go. You got the floor. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give a drum roll, please. Can you tell me three reasons why the Leafs are going to win tonight? Games three and games four. We got to repeat that. You got outplayed in both games. Oh, man. But, like, they showed something different. Okay, so when are they going to show that for 60 minutes tonight? Why not? You need bunting in the lineup then. There you go. He, he's playing. He is? He's playing. Okay, it's just... It's he has to. Is it, you seen the lineup yet? We're, we're, we're anxiously waiting. Look at this. My life is so significant that I'm waiting around for a Toronto Maple Leaf lineup for a game six in Tampa Bay, which they better not blow. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's. I don't think we're known until right before game time, actually. Because they're going to keep Tampa Bay guessing because all the fans are going, it's the same old, same old. That's what you're hearing, bro. Everywhere you go, look on the TV. Everyone doesn't want to say it. It's the same old, same old. So, you got to go 70. Okay, so by the next time we do our next show, before we leave this issue, before we do this next show, either Toronto is on to the next round or there's a lot of tears, you know, and they won't be tears for joy. I'm done. There's going to be tears both ways. Cause you're both because you know that guy that's 84 now? Yeah. He was 64 like me now. And he was going, we got to see some good playoffs in the next 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. well, let's, let, well, I mean, we also kind of buried the lead with the guy who's been out there for most of the goals, the vast majority of the goals. Okay, so the reason why is because we didn't want to be everybody else because that's low-hanging fruit, correct? Uh, but you have to bring it up. Okay, so then that means you're going to bury him at the end of the bench, right? Justin Hall, yes. Okay, that's what we're talking okay, about. okay, okay, we're going to say his He's name. been on the ice for, what, 14 of the 20 Tampa goals? Oh, it's just the worst statistic I've ever heard. Like, you got to go home and look at your kids and sit down at the table and feed them. Dad, you sure you're not going to drop the ball? <laughs> like, come on. Like, what's going on? Like, oh, like, and everywhere you go, this, you hear your dad's name. You can't go anywhere. The, this Leafs regimen's fascination with Justin Hall has been confusing, frustrating at times. I would. Strange. I would, you know what, though? I, 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 it's not unprecedented, okay, in, in the annals of Toronto Maple Leafs. It's not. You oh, guys, I, I, 100% it's not. Like, I, we had guys that, like, if they weren't playing with Sundin, they weren't in the lineup, you know? Okay, okay. You got, <laughs> I, I remember. Okay, let's, let's, let's think in the last 19 years. Let's think of some dead horses that the Toronto Maple Leafs have beat. Dion Phaneuf. Oh, beat. Let's beat him. <laughs> Phil Kessel beat his ass right out of oh, that down. One, that one I feel the worst about. Okay, but anyway, that who else am I going to miss? He didn't deserve that. No, but okay, but this is Toronto. You just beat guys. Bunting's in the beating line right now. He just doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> He's got a chance to cha change yes, things around, does. though. Yes, he does. We're, we're, we're going to see where that's going to go. But in any event, um, what you you said, okay, what, what do you think's going to – seriously, what do you think Toronto needs to do tonight? It's easy to say they better come out and play 
as hard as they've ever played before because I think that their better chance is to win tonight because there's less pressure on the road. Oh, 100%. So why did they blow these great crowds in Toronto? That was one of the better. Like, I've lived here 40 years, and I've always said this about Toronto crowds. They can be damn lame because, you know what? It kind of reflects what Canadians are kind of like. You know what? We're polite, bland, and sometimes cranky. And right now, the city of Toronto is sometimes cranky. Yeah, it's pretty cranky. You know what I mean? But if you win tonight, everybody happy. You the know? Crowd, it so was a little nice disappointing that like the crowd just went completely dead silent after that uh, third Tampa goal the other night. Like it's ten minutes, you're down by two. Like, come on, polite, get up, bland, get up, come on, Toronto, cranky. get the fuck up, bland. Polite uh-huh. and sometimes cranky. Why is it that like Raptors and Blue Jays crowds are more rowdy though? Because you guys have thought you own the color blue. You've been settled in for so long, you think that they're like bad cousins. They're like the kids at the party that always act up, and you're the good kids that came to the, with the cool car. You were the ones that got the weed. You got the older brother that got the beer. Why are these guys all idiots? But they're the ones that's stirring up the party because they brought the band and they brought the cool tunes. <laughs> that's what it's like. It's as simple as that. Don't you agree? <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm older than you. I'm telling you, the thing about this city is it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, um... It's, you're like that. Did you see how they just went dead? Even the Raptors, when they were losing that game, that the the, the, mm. the game to Chicago this year, when they were like, well, the wheels came off now. They oh, were up yeah, by 19, true. and the wheels came off. What were the fans doing? <laughs> the fans were still screaming their asses off. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were still going, come on, guys. We still think you got it. Sometime during the game on the other night, the fifth game, I could hear some crickets. Oh, yeah. You can't do that in the playoff game. The Tampa Bay crowd, you know what's going to be going for you tonight? You know where your real crowd is? All those nut bars that, that are Toronto fans are going down to Tampa because Toronto's got money. So that crowd is going to be just as pro-Toronto. You're going to hear it going, and I think oh, that's when, what when, it, when the Leafs have scored there, there's been a lot of cheers. Oh, damn right it is. So, you know, sometimes it was, it's as loud as it louder than it was in the second period of Game 5 at Scotiabank Arena. <laughs> yeah, it will be. I okay. think that works to the Leafs' advantage. Well, come on. So, you know what I mean? There's less pressure you got to win. So... Before we go on, because we, we I don't want to beat this with a dead horse. I want to beat this with a dead rhinoceros and old crocodile and every else I can think of. Because Toronto, Maple Leafs, I was nice to you guys yesterday. I, I put out a, all, not an olive branch, because I've never been a Toronto Maple Leaf hater. Never have been a hater. Yeah, that's, never been, that's, I'm that's not just, saying that. I, I'm not going to, okay, whatever you may believe. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep easy tonight. Of course, yeah, I'm going to sleep easy tonight. I'm not going to so, worry. I want to ask you, who do you scratch then? If you're bringing in bunting and going 7D, that means two forwards who are in the lineup would have to be scratched. Okay, does that mean we So, have- obviously, it's not going to be Matthews, not going to be Marner, not no, going to okay, be Tavares. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm scared to sit the Lafferty guy because he showed some grit. Even in those tough those, those those games that you had to come back, me too. You know what I mean. So I don't want to. I don't want to take him out of the lineup. So it's going to have to be. Uh, I think Aston Reese has got to be. Despite he has been playing good, and he got a goal, the big yeah, goal. That he, he did. And, and you know what they say? He's a key favorite. But I say he's got to go. Yeah. You sit him down, and so who else do you sit? That's the tough one. There like, we go. Now it's, it's, it comes between Nyes and Lafferty. Well, then you're going to have, you know what, you can't, Lafferty's going to have to sit because the kid can't, you can't take the kid out of the lineup now. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's has that, um, 
The offensive flair is what you need. And he hasn't been hurting you defensively. No. Obviously, he's learned in college. Saved a goal. Oh, yes. yes. He saved, saved a goal. goal. And he's been on the ice for both overtime goals. Yes. He was on the uh, – on both times you scored, he was on the ice. So that's all. When they're looking at the film – yeah, you know what I mean, and you know what you do. Like I don't know, I'm not a great film watcher, but like what I love about it, I guess everybody's TV. You can back up and watch the replay, sure. right? I do that a lot. Sometimes I do it too and much. You're a film guy. I do. I got to keep looking <laughs> at what they're doing. Like what was that guy doing over there? And I'm just gonna say this: if you're gonna really win tonight, this is this is gonna come out. You may think this is coming out of nowhere, but there's one guy that's got to stay in his lane and don't overplay, and that's your McCabe guy. Oh, okay. Put him in his lane. This guy has the potential to have his best game of the series, but then he does something stupid. Okay? Like, he hasn't been a liability. No. But he hasn't been what you brought him here for. We brought him in here to be Jake Muzzin. Okay. And he's not quite because he's no. not maybe as smart as Muzzin. I don't know what the deal is. But maybe what he can do is whisper in Mitch Mariner's ears and say, don't play afraid. Mm. And everybody's got to say that, Lee. Don't play afraid. Mariners may be arguably your first or second best player. You're going to go as far as your best player is yeah. going. This isn't about the bottom six anymore. This isn't about no, Samson. No, this is about Hobb the top anybody. guys. Cream this, rises. You got it. And this is your seventh crack at the can, fifth time with Tavares. No, you got, like, we got to finish the job, guys. Come on. This is what it's all about. Finish the job. Finish fucking Tampa. Fuck that team. Okay. And because you know what? If oh, man. All, all their guys, like, uh, like it's a, they all just bug me now. Oh, they oh, have to. They oh, have man. to. Because you know what? And I love that. You know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give huge props to my partner here, Mr. Milani, because this is why you watch sports. Yeah. If the shoe was on the other foot, I don't know how I was. I wish we were around two years ago because that would have been complete insanity then. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just like we're we're talking doom and gloom here. It's like, guys, we got like a chance to finish out the series in six tonight. Oh, you know how I want you to act? Come on. I'm gonna here's how I want you to act, and you will win the game. Did you see Dubas chirp that fan in Tampa when he gave up? <laughs> that was up? game three, right? Whatever, yeah. They gave, yeah. You see Dubas giving it back to that yeah. guy? You know, that's how your team's got to play. You see your general manager yeah. in the box? He's going out there, he's yapping. And you know what? Can I give Dubas some huge, huge props? Because he would love what I'm wearing today. I just found out he's a diehard Detroit Lion fan. Is he actually? I heard, I went, what? I like him even better. So you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like when I heard that, he first he chirped the fans. And he's a Lions guy. So this guy's on two sides of the fence because I'm going to tell you something. If there's ever a team that has suffered as much as the Toronto Maple Leafs, you guys have suffered nothing compared to the Detroit Lions. That's all I'm going to say on that note. So I'm just saying I'm going to be watching the game tonight. Um, I, wanna, I also want to apologize to Morgan Riley and Luke Shen because they've actually been quite a ooh. good pair for the Leafs this series. Okay, I'm not going to apologize for uh, Riley at all. I'm not going to give him any time of day. I'm not backing off yet. I mean, he's played his ass off. He's made his money. He's, that's what he's supposed to do. Luke Shen has been a revelation. And they can't break those two up now. It's just no. That's just the way it's got to go. Because you know what? That's the old school. Like, people don't realize. That's one of the things I like about Sheldon Keefe. And that's what I was looking for when I said they didn't have the defense the way that I thought they should have been doing it. Because if you remember, when they were playing before, Lilligren was kind of the stay-home guy. And Sandine was the guy moving forward. And they covered each other's ass. Mm -hmm. That's how it worked out. It seemed like the pairs of Leafs defensemen haven't been like that since the... Um, 
They had the trade deadline. It's figuring out who's covering whose ass. Now you got the old school. O'Reilly is your 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 offensive guy. Yeah. Shen has always been your defensive guy. They're playing their roles properly. And Shen is really covered because O'Reilly's still up the ice a few times. Sure. He gets the pond hockey going, but he knows he's got a guy that, that's covering his back end. Which makes more confidence when you go forward. And Don't our you third agree? forward's been back checking well oh, too. Hey, oh, that's part of the key coaching. I've always noticed. Like you got a, one one guy comes back with yeah. the back checker, and when that's working, Toronto's go. It doesn't say it works with the other two guys all the time because I find McCabe's been getting himself out of position. He has. That, but we, and that hurts. And a couple of those times out there, you know, it hasn't hurt the team yet though. And like you said, we're still waiting for him to like. Have that game, right? He's going to have that game, and, and and I'm not. So I'm not saying anything. The, the thing that worried me was that game five. I noticed the the puck was going to Brody a lot, and I'm like, oh, you can't, you can't have that. Yeah, but Brody's been okay. Yeah, but he's not the guy you want handling the puck. In no, the but I zone. mean, but he's he's kept. You know, and like there's, there's a little nuances about the game. Okay, so there'll be a stretch like in a game where it's two two or one one for 10 minutes or 15 minutes during a game mm -hmm. it's two one so what happens is those guys are doing their job now what happens is the guys in front of them aren't always getting the breaks or maybe tampa bay is breaking up the lane but then again the guys on the back end of tampa are doing their job too yeah so what it is is you're trying to find that that break in the ice who's going to get the break in the ice and who's more intense now you get something stupid happening like samson i've given up that ridiculous goal which changes because the guy's going to go, oh, what are you thinking now when you're the Leaf guys? Now, if, if, if uh, Vasilevsky had let in that goal, Tampa would have said, okay, here, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's easier for them to shake it off as opposed to Toronto where the whole fan base went, oh, my God. I was laughing on my couch. I rewound about three times. I was like, well, what's this guy doing after saying, which I'm going to continue to say, if Samsonov's on his knees tonight, he better be looking for Jesus. That's the only reason he should be on his knees. I think he'll bounce back tonight. Why can't he go side to side so good when he gets to his knees? Some guys just have that. Some guys it's, just don't, I guess. Because he's not a butterfly goalie, no, but he's, he's trying to do butterfly. Yeah. That's a butterfly move, and he's not a butterfly goalie. So it doesn't no. get back up. You know what I mean? Like, you look at Vasilevsky. He's the best of both, but his lateral, in this day and age, if your goalie's not going side to side, you're in trouble. Like, one of the plays the other night, why, mm. why was Sam's not behind the net? <laughs> They're gonna shot Samson's like you know like the guy the puck's going on right in there. Remember that play? Yeah. He yeah. was almost behind the net. Where 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 is what was he doing? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I don't think he's gonna be that bad again. Cause he was like just like swimming uh, on game five. You want it all, but you get all that fish. Remember that fish. I hope he didn't bring it up. I hope he's not on his back with the I know, I think seven D that's gonna make things work. It's gonna take a lot of stress off of uh some guys you don't want. I want to see Matthews on the ice more because oh, it's sort of well, that, and that's my point. It's going to lead okay. to these uh, forwards game more ice time. I'm going to use one more football analogy before we go, and I'm going to say this is uh, this is what Austin Matthews when I see him playing, and I think this is what he's got to do. Barry Sanders is considered the maybe the greatest, arguably the greatest running back of all time. Do you know that he has the record for most negative yards of any running back in the history of football? Does he actually? He has more negative yards. How many? Loss. I don't know what it is, the exact number behind the line of scrimmage. Because you know what Barry used to do? Everybody in the ballpark knew that Barry was getting the ball. So he'd come around the end and they'd have seven in the block or six guys to go yeah. out. Barry would dive to the ground. Okay, I'm not going to get this play. Dive to the ground. All of a sudden you look and it's the uh, middle of the second quarter and Barry's had eight carries for minus 12 yards. Oh, Barry's having a bad game. Oh, no. The next time he breaks that hole, he goes around the corner for 40. 
Yeah. All of a sudden, three plays later, breakthrough there. He All of a sudden, he runs for 30. All of a sudden, you look up, and it's halftime. Barry's had 13 carries and 75 yards. Mm-hmm. Because why? He persisted. That's what I want to see Austin Matthews do for the 26 minutes where he goes up the ice, you know, and guys check him, and yeah. he keeps going forward. He might lose the puck or he makes a pass and nobody's there, whatever. Austin Matthews, keep going forward. And you know what? I'd love to see him with Mariner more tonight, but Nylander's playing tougher. He can't be playing on a line. That guy might feel scared for a well, minute. Well, if the if you go 11 forwards, the faster the lines get scrambled up like that. So I think they'll we, all play together exactly. and Keith will read the, the 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 feeling of the game, the flow of the game. That's what I'm saying. Because if you want to talk about it, we're going to switch over now. And I'm not going to say anything about the Leafs. I'm just going to say this: Good luck. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say. That's a little, felt like a little backhanded good luck. But. Well, I said nicer things a couple of days ago, and I took crap for it, so I'm just going to say good <laughs> luck. That's okay. it, which is what we're going to get to the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And one of the crucial games tonight, which I'm going to glad to be seeing, is they're going to go there, as I still think he's going to go to the fi- finals, and that's Mr. Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers, who are playing what? L.A. Kings. L.A. Kings, but what are they doing? They're, they're going up, they're with up seven. Three, two. They're up 3-2. I think they're going to finish tonight. And then what's really? their lineup? Yeah, I think they're going to finish tonight because what has their lineup gone to? They've gone to seven defensemen and 11 forwards. Or, um, uh, yeah, 11 forwards. 11 forwards and seven defensemen. And and they the first two games, they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that they've gone back to that, then, then all the dry settles, the Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the Evander Keynes, those guys are on the ice way more. The surprising thing about Edmonton, which is shocking to me, is, and you know it's my favorite statistic, Connor McDavid's plus minus. He's mm-hmm. a minus three. You're Connor McDavid. <laughs> You're supposed to be on Mount, Mount Rushmore. Who was it the other day said that he may be the greatest player they've ever seen in their life? Who said it? That Connor McDavid, I forget. When I heard that they said that, I was like, whoa. Who said it? Someone someone of yeah. significant stature said that Connor McDavid is the best hockey player they've ever seen in their life. Pretty incredible. I don't think it was John McEnroe, but it was a significant um, sports figure. I might not have been a hockey guy. Hmm. but I, Anyways. I, in any event, yeah. So if you're considered the, the, one of the greatest hockey players of all time, you can't, and you've never won anything, you've been to one conference Finals. Final, yeah. And you're minus three going into game six of the first round of the playoffs? Edmonton. This you got, is, you got to turn it around. I think they're going to win tonight. I think that LA's just run out of gas. They've thrown everything they can <laughs> at, at them, and they're just like, it seems like Edmonton's wearing them down, don't you think? I think LA wins tonight. Really? Yeah, so you're going to force I, I called LA in six, so I, I, I think they still take the series. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm No, no, no. I think they've wore them down enough. They've wore them down enough. Because where's the extra firepower in the LA lineup? You know what I'm saying? They're balanced, though. Oh, they're four lines. So that's what I mean. What line's going to be doing it? The Kopitar line? Most like, of the time. Okay, so well then they, they, oh, be careful what you said. They're either balancing or not, so the fourth line's going to do it too. I don't know. I think they look and wore down. I really do. And I, I think that their defense isn't as great as I thought it was. And Doughty's playing like monumental minutes. What's he playing a night? Do we even have it Probably here? Probably like close to 30, like 26 or something. 28 a night. Yeah, there you 20, go. 28 a night. Okay, like, and, and he's got a lot of playoff miles on him, okay? Oh, yeah, he does. You, you know what I'm saying? But he's been playing outstanding. I think he's one of the, the veterans. As I'm looking at the numbers here, he's easily playing the most on the team. No one else is beyond 22, and he's 28, which leads to your belief in the balance. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? But I say LA's wore him down. So you think game four was uh, the turning point there? Oh, yeah, 100%. I really uh, – don't you? Because everything's gone different since then, so I'm up well, the – No, I think uh, I think LA is – they're still the better team. I think now that you called it last week, you said when they're going to put Dreisaitl and uh, McDavid and McDavid back together out there with Evander Kane, and they couldn't be stopped. They couldn't. They couldn't, especially on the power play. Mm-hmm. So, what are you expecting the score to be? Is well, they, be they always play game? together on the power play. Do you think that they're going to? What do you? What you think? LA's going to win tonight. What kind of score are you looking at? Oh, it's going to be a lot more like low scoring. Really? Yeah. I think LA. I mean, I think that the the um, Oilers come out flying. You get a couple goals in the first first period. It's a five two game. Wow. I think it's going to be five two game. And what goalie's going to be? Why you think the goal? What's his name? He's played great so far. Corpus Allo. Uh, yeah, he's played great so he, far. He has been great. But the last couple games, he's not so great. He's let in a he's couple. Due for beat- a bounce back. Oh, the, oh, we, we've got the L.A. King lawyers in the house tonight. <laughs> I, 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 I know that you're there because we're on the opposite ends of this. I'm saying Connor McDavid's going to the finals. Okay, that's yeah. what I said. So I, I can't back down down that. Well, I said the Kings are going to the finals. And you said the Kings are going to the finals. So one of us is going to be right, one of us is going to be wrong. But I'm saying tonight, I'm just, I don't know what it is. I just think the style of play is now getting to a point where it always seemed that L.A. was um, playing to make sure Edmonton didn't score. Yeah. Okay, but they were playing the speed game too. Sure. They were playing the speed game. They were going, but I don't think they had the offensive guys that they could match with the um, with Edmonton. So they were kind of doing the clog up the centers thing too, and taking their advantage when mm-hmm. they came, like like playing like um, uh, what would you call it um, transition. They were playing better at a transition game earlier because I don't really think that Edmonton's defense is that good. No, it's not. They got that guy that they traded for and Nurse. That's supposed to be their two good guys. And Nurse hasn't been playing anything. Like, he's not making me go, wow, that's an outstanding defenseman or anything. You know that? No, Nurse is like nothing special. We've talked about that before. So, it's like their defense is what's going to kill them in the end. But I just think they got too much firepower. L.A., I I mean. uh, Edmonton? Edmonton. I think, uh, like, what's the plus minus now? I think they've got a little bit more in the last couple games. And I'm just befuddled, be absolutely befuddled by the fact that um, um, McDavid is a minus three. That, that just really blows my mind. You don't mind. think that could be a bad sign? No, I'm saying that that's got to change over time. Guy's 160 points score. You know what I mean? And he's like, like, look at the What's the scoring? He's not even in the top. He's He had two goals in, like, game three, I think, and that was it. Was it bigger? Now, sometimes there's three guys on the guy, too. Like, <laughs> he's true. being checked. You check him out there. Like, he does have a bag load of guys on him, which should open the door to the other guys. Is that why they put Drysaddle out there? Because he then... then I think so. Because that has to open the ice for him. But I'm of the belief, if you're a great player, don't you? Okay, three on a guy is whatever. But I've noticed that, the, like, in even the Toronto series, Austin Matthews gets kind of that extra guy, mm-hmm. close to him at a time. But Matthews is not a minus player. He's no. a plus player. So that's what I'm saying about McDavid. I, I think McDavid gets a little bit different defensive coverages that he sees than Matthews, though. I think guys a lot are a lot more scared of McDavid than anyone else in the league, let's be real. Oh, no, I'm not going to deny that. Okay, so with you're that offensive firepower that you are, you're still a minus three in five games in a uh, first round of a playoff series. Mm-hmm. So that means that somewhere along the line, you're not doing something right. Sure. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. Now, I'm just saying, I still say he's the greatest hockey player in the world. I still say that they're checking three guys on him. So what does that mean? That the other guys are, are like slouching? So that means that the, that means that three times on five on five, he was on the ice and the other team sure. scored. So what yeah. if, if the other guys, if he's getting that much attention, shouldn't the other guys be open? 
Somebody getting a shot? Something should be going on? I don't know. I'm not a coach of an NHL team. I don't aspire to be one. But I, I just the I'm not an analytics guy either. We know that. Yeah. However, I am saying that. Come on, Connor, finish the series tonight. I'm we'll going see. to miss Drew Doughty though. This one's going seven. You're going to go seven. Two and seven. We got a seven call on that. I'm not, I'm 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 thinking LA is going to win. I mean Edmonton's going to win tonight. Um. I'll, I'll take that to. I'm not going to take it to the bank, but because anything can happen. Because we got to go to the other series. We got to talk about here before we get too long and too winded and well, everything. Vegas, we got to talk about Winnipeg. The first thing we got to talk about is the coach, Mister Rick Bonus. Yeah, is that one of the best post game pressers you've ever oh. witnessed in your life? When else have you ever heard that? I know Scotty Bowman used to get a little bit peaked back in the day, but yeah. not on this lever. We know Suter got a little silly sometimes. Tortorella can do some shit. Yeah, so if you're not aware, Rick Bonus went completely off on the Winnipeg Jets players. Oh. oh. Saying that they there was just like no finish with the team, like no hustle out there. Saying they gave up basically. <laughs> what he was saying is that the dressing room's a mess. That's what I'm getting. Okay, so what not he, everyone knows that. Okay, so now Vegas in the beginning though, you know what I really thought this was a good series. First couple of games, till Vegas just like said, "Okay, we had enough of these guys." Swept them off the ice and said, "Let's go." Well, it was kind of like the like not the reverse sweep, but like Winnipeg wins game one five one pretty yes, handily, and, yes. then, and then Vegas was like, "Nope, five two five four and double OT four two four one." Oh, and, and and that's what I'm just saying. And they just like said, "Enough of you guys." And then what happened was there was like one of the things that Bonus said, which was true. There was no pushback. No. So what he's just saying is basically you guys were little bitches. You got slapped and you went home. Couldn't get along in the dressing room. They seemed like they had no chemistry. And you know what I mean? And if you want to go back and check the tapes, we, with, uh, during the All-Star break or before the trade deadline, I was uh, pumping Winnipeg's tires a bit. I sure. said they could be the Canadian team that make a difference in the playoffs. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, they, they got to rebuild. So they, get, they, who, they got to rebuild. Who leaves town? Well, if you look at the way their cap is structured, they have... Shifley and Wheeler both have one year left. Mm-hmm. Both of them. So Shifley has a non-trade, no trade where he submits a list of 10 teams he cannot be traded to. That's weird. And then he, and then uh, Wheeler has a five-team trade list. Okay, I got that because here's one of the things. So Shifley, they can definitely get rid of. Wheeler might be a little tough, especially at his cap hit, 8.2. Ooh, that's big money. Yeah. The bottom line is... Uh, Nobody's racing to go to play in Winnipeg. No one ever will. <laughs> okay. No offense. <laughs> okay, yeah, that will. I was trying to do that as subtly as I possibly could. But, um, yeah, like nobody's racing to get to Winnipeg. So if you do trade for players and if they're ever of that same ilk of uh, Shifley or Wheeler where they're going to have to be like – you're gonna have to get young guys, prospects, or draft picks because if you get a guy that's, say, close to oh, – 100%. Becoming a free agent, guess what's going to happen? He's leaving town. You're damn right, especially when he feels that wind coming down. What's that street? Portage or something in downtown Winnipeg? <laughs> well, they could trade for a guy and then use him as like trade bait at the deadline. So what are you going to tell your fan base that's just lost oh, three thousand season ticket holders? You got to—I don't know. You got—they got to rebuild though. Okay. Gotta, well, then something's going to happen because, like, first of all, okay, it's not a destination for free agents. Uh, their um, their fan base is a little bit. Got, I thought it would be much stronger, but they lost, was it 3,000? Did they actually? Something, the word around the campfires they lost. And when when can Winnipeg afford to lose 3,000 uh, season ticket holders? Plus no, the fact can't. that their tickets are what? 
one-tenth the price of a Toronto Maple Leaf ticket. So they're, they're, they're looking at um, attendance as a huge part of their, um, their, their money. So, and what are you going to tell a team that... I guess maybe they, they got to do a retool then, shall we say. Well, should we be careful that it could be one of those teams that gets stolen and moved to another city? The fan base Ooh. is going to have to come up Ooh. because, like, no, you got to look at that. Like, we're not talking about, look, even Ottawa and all their stupidity. They're not going anywhere. They're in the nation's capital, and they've got to be the weakest fan base. That sale is taking so long. I'm wondering I mean, why. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. I think because I th- from what I heard, the family is just going to take the highest bidder because uh, Eugene Melnick racked up a lot of debt. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, yeah. so, no, they're, they, they're not. They're not disclosing. Yeah, they're not disclosing what like, Dad did. Yeah, there's the okay. whole thing about like Ryan Reynolds and like the group he was going with, and like it's, I think they're going to get it in the end. I think so too, but like it's obviously taken. I don't know what the deal is. Well, I think it's like you said, the Melanick family. Like you hear this bid goes in, and then they wait. The other team says, "I well, don't don't sell till I, I, you talk to me." Yeah, it's like that old real estate bullshit. I think that's what's going on, but we're not worried about Ottawa. What we're really oh, talking and, about, Winnipeg. And Winnipeg, uh, Pierre Luc Dubois is a restricted free agent. He's got one more year left before he becomes a UFA. Yeah. So what so. do they do then? Send him straight to Montreal. <laughs> but you know what they're going well, well, to do? Montreal, they're, they're what would they trade for him? We got picks. They well, do you guys got what Florida's first you would use? Why not? Why not? If I, but yeah, but if I'm Winnipeg, I want the Montreal first. Well, you're not getting that. That's obvious. But the bottom line is, then what do Montreal do? Just wait on a year. He's only two, he's what twenty four, twenty five, whatever he is. Yeah, he's going to end up in Montreal. You think so for sure? Oh, I just think he's he's one of those kids. Like he's basically said it, just like uh, John Tavares. He said, "I'm coming to Toronto." Like, you know, remember Islanders, they signed the first time, and then yeah. he didn't sign the second time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what, is, what, what does that tell you? Okay, so I'm saying, that, and there's not, there should be more guys. That's what Toronto does. I heard there's a, there's a 401 route of players that contracts that are going to expire that are going to come to Toronto. I can't think of off the top of my head. By the time next season comes around, we'll be picking up guys around the league. That guy's going to come to Toronto. That guy's <laughs> going to come to Toronto. One of them is on Minnesota, I believe. Who's on Minnesota that's a hometown boy? That's pushing thirty. Is it Minnesota or Dallas? One of the two have a t- Minnesota or Dallas. One of the team. I heard them talk about it during the uh, like potential guys that are going to be free agents where their landing spots team came and right up Toronto's name came up. <laughs> and I said, well, that's to be expected. Toronto's sure. for that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why another reason you got to win tonight. Oh, you know, for get, sure. We're, we're going to get it back on that. But anyways, well, well, Max Domi's a free agent. That's probably not who you're talking about, though. No, so Domi, would he come to Toronto? Would they even take him? Why not? He's an up and down player. What's he going to take just so he can play in Toronto? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Who in Minnesota was, then? I don't know. Check the check the roster and see who was no. born here. There's somebody born here. Maybe it was a wrong game, but it Forward came up. defenseman. That's a trick question. Um, you know what it was when you hear something during the course of the game and yeah. names come up, but you you register, but it doesn't, and you just go, "Oh, I should have wrote that down," which I didn't. But uh, either Dallas, it could be even L.A. But there's a couple guys that are getting in their late twenties that are serviceable players in the league right now. His contracts are going to come up, and they're going to look over at Toronto, and they might take a little bit less money to get here because Toronto stock keeps rising for some reason. To play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They talk about it on, like, the first takes and the PTI. They mention Toronto as a hockey mecca. Like, they're comparing, they're comparing this, the New York Knicks and the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
I've heard them come comment. The thing is, the Knicks went on the first round because the Knicks have done as about as much as Toronto in the last 20 years. Sure. Okay, so the Knicks have gone on. The question is, can Toronto go on? Because that's the sexy storyline in some of the American <laughs> things who, don't, who only know that the puck is black. Basically. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm going one. Let's go one more series here. First of all, I'm hoping that Boston loses. That's all I'm going to say about that series because we can say just what remember. What series that's been. Oh, I can't believe it's gotten to this far. But remember, we mentioned it on the last show. Maybe Florida's finally showing it because they were President's Cup winners just last yeah. year. Okay, they had a big fall down season. Maybe they took them a whole season to pull it all together. But I'm cheering for the Florida Panthers. We don't spend a lot of time in the house that happens talking about the Boston Bruins. The less we talk about them, the better my life is. Yeah. So, so listen, Marshawn, you're the best player in this series. You could be one of the best. Uh, a couple of those Florida guys are good, too. Let's talk about that, too. Yeah. But um, bottom line is, I don't even want to mention it. If Boston loses, it's going to be a colossal fall down. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? What do you think? I think they're going to win game seven. I think so, too. It's at home. That's home. They'll just do it. I've seen this many times over the years, a team that big. They were up 3-1. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have a couple fall yeah, downs, and then, they, to blow it, and, and then they'll get home, and they'll just put the period yeah. on the sentence. Um, Dallas, I mean, they're looking really strong in that series against Minnesota. Mind you, Minnesota, I, we got to bring up that they shot themselves in the foot in game two again. Oh, of course they did, unfortunately. but um, And that was, to me, remember, if you're going to go on the last show, I said one of the series I'm going to be seriously watching was Minnesota and Dallas because I like the caliber and style yeah. of hockey. But since that, it's been no. Like, Dallas has just been the better team. And I think, I sh sorry. Sure, Go ahead. I was going to say also, I think we all got played by Vegas a little bit going oh, back to that series. Yes, we did, didn't we? we, we they uh, did what Tampa would, did with Kucherov to Mark Stone. 100%. 100%. I think that's kind of, you know what I mean? It's coming home to roost for them now. Because, like, they didn't even, like, like after the first couple of games, and Vegas is somebody to be, to reckon oh, with. Oh, they slipped through the radar, but, like, we, we forgot that they kind of became the bad guys the and, last it, couple of years, right? So, does that mean as, what, what we, what's going to happen with this? Yes. As, uh, now that the dust settled, is Colorado going to win this series? I think they do. They're going to win it. They're going to pull it out because lack of experience on the Seattle team. Yeah. And they're the defending Stanley Cup champions. It should. I'm saying it's too. We will have a second round playoff preview because we're running this show rather. We uh, talk so much about the Leafs, which isn't a bad thing. But we race through the rest of it because we've got some NBA to talk yeah, about. Well, I just want to finish up uh, Rangers-Devils. Oh, like, that's exactly where I wow. wanted to go to. That's where I want to make sure we talk the most. I think Jack Hughes has been one of the most exciting players in the playoffs. Oh, he's had three fantastic games oh, in a row. Oh, he just looks like, in the, compared to the first two games where he was almost invisible. Like, yep. remember we were talking back then? We were going, what's wrong? And, we, 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 like, because I am I picked New Jersey to make the conference finals. Yep. You know what I mean? And I'm still thinking now because after we've seen what Boston has done, does you make, do you make you believe that maybe the playoffs are a little bit more wide open than we originally expected? Um, Yes and no. I mean, the first round of the playoffs is always craziness, though. We know that. So, like... Right? I mean, but, like, the, the devil's credit to them. Like, each game in the series, they've just gotten better and better, oh. especially those three wins. 2-1 you know, overtime win to 3-1 win to 4 nothing win. Oh, yeah, that was solid. Like, the 4-1. Like, I, I think they I got a close chance it to out. close it out tonight in New York. Yes. At Madison Square Garden. Yep. Uh, and I think they're going to do it. That's going to be a crazy that, crowd, though. I, I, I said Rangers in seven, so I'm sticking to that. You, okay, I'm, I'm calling Jersey. You know that, too. But I think there's going to be a crazy New York. There'll be a Ranger crowd out tonight. Oh, 100%. All the celebs will be out. Everyone 8 o'clock, Madison Square Garden. Here Ooh. we go. On a Saturday night, yeah, New York Saturday Rangers night. against the, the dreaded New Jersey Devils. 
I'm saying I think it could be over, but it could go seven. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence in this one. I just think that we're going to see New Jersey in the next round. And we should say congratulations to the Carolina, one of the first teams yep. that's moving on. Uh, beat the Islanders 4-2. On the most hor- horrific overtime goal I've seen in quite some time. Did you see it? No, I did not. I, I, I feel bad it. for Sorokin. It wasn't quite as bad as the Samsonov goal, but it was in that <laughs> league. Oh, boy. Did you see the shot from the corner? In overtime, shot from the oh corner to go to the front of the net, and he was turning one way, and it bounced off his skate, went in the net. Oof. But Carolina's going on. I think that's it for Carolina because I think all the dust is going to settle in the second round. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all, it'll start getting back to normal. Like when Boston will win, and Boston will win the next round, which will probably mean they'll beat Toronto well, in the next round. Carolina always seems to lose in the second round. So and one I, of those teams, and it's going to be Jersey. And right now, the eye test tells me that Jersey's a better team than uh, well, Carolina. I, I think no matter what, whoever takes that series beats Carolina. Either team. Either team. Uh, Rangers, I. You know what? They have some Rangers are like maybe. Rangers are one of those like team of destiny. Let's be real. The NHL loves them. Of course. They're going to yeah, yeah. get all the ref well, love in the world. Oh, of course. That's what I'm saying. The crowd tonight's going to be crazy. They're going to try to go seven. They're going to give them the chance. I don't think there's gonna, anything is going to go not go the Rangers' way tonight that whatever you can man behind the curtain can do, yeah. so to speak. But uh, I'm going for Jersey. I think Jersey's going to do it. We're going to see them in the next round, which should make it. By this time next week, we will be, because I think I'll... I think we'll be in the second round by this time. We'll be in the second round by this time. Yeah, hopefully we can call as many of them as we can still before they start. I... Well, well, there's still there's still five seeds left to go, right? Okay, so we're going to be all calling today, and we we just spent a, a gazillion amount of time on the Leafs alone. That we're not going to we're going to make any decisions. I'm just going to call this. I think that the, really quickly. I think Edmonton's going to win the series. I think Jersey's going to win their series. I think Boston's going to win their series, and Dallas is going to win their series. How about Toronto, Tampa? I said good luck, didn't I? <laughs> I said good luck. I did pick Toronto in six. So if they win tonight, I'm going to look like Nostradamus. But I do that precariously, I believe I told you. I thought if they had them like molded into like 1-1-2-2, one, one, two, two, stole the game, went to Tampa yeah. one. You know what I mean? I didn't think they would roll up 3-1. and then well, their good. chance. Let's see what they're going to do. Good luck to Bunting, all. Bunting, baby, all. let's go. Bunting, get in the lineup, and we're going to see what happens. Mitch Marner, don't play scared. And Toronto, the city. We all got to go to work on Monday anyway, don't we? Just remember that. We're not getting paid like they do. And it's been an interesting uh, playoff. But speaking of playoffs, we've got to switch here, switch gears, because we've got to take some time to talk about this ridiculous thing called the NBA. Yes. Uh, a, one really big upset. It kind of stole the show. Of course it has. Of course it has. Now, we, we, are we talking about nothing but assholes here? <laughs> Do you really think the Lakers is a big upset? I'm not talking about the Lakers. You're talking about the Knicks? No. Oh, Miami oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, we're going to get to them. First of all, can I say one thing about Giannis? That was the greatest presser I've ever seen when that guy told him for second year in a row, ask him if, is, is, did you, are you a loser? Is it disappointing? Did you see the presser? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I, I got to give Giannis credit in the world. I'm going to tell you this much about that, that series. Giannis wasn't 100%. No. You know what no, I mean? And that had a lot to do with it, which I'm going to say the rest of your team is kind of fraudulent because they, they should have been good enough to back it up. It just goes to show you that the power of the NBA, I mean the power of one player in the NBA, and that's Mr. Jimmy Buckets. Have you seen oh. that guy play? Set the Miami uh, record for most 
points in a playoff game. I couldn't believe that. Oh, no, he was unbelievable. 56 points. Oh, he, he, he went to – have you seen that time there when the game was close? And he went to Spolstra. He just looked over. You could see him saying, it's my ball now. <laughs> now, here's a exactly. little – But here's one thing that people didn't realize. Did you know who his wingman was the whole time? Who? Did all the dirty work? Once upon a time, Toronto Raptor, Kyle Lowry. Oh, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry had a series. People don't realize. He wasn't he, starting, though. Doesn't matter. He was on at the end. And he, he did a lot of dirty work. And, and especially in the game five there, he, the steals he had to set up Jimmy Buckets, like people are playing. That's, a, that's an experienced, that's an NBA champion, first of yeah. all. Okay, who has played in, in some ferocious battles in his career against LeBron, the loss, having won a champion mm -hmm. himself, he is battle-tested. I'm telling you, Jimmy Butler could not have done it without Kyle Lowry. Well, there we go. I'm, I'm, I mean, I watched the games. It was Lowry of old, taking the charges, um, taking the charges, uh, um, steal, steals, defending the toughest guy on the other side. Like, he went at Middleton. Mm -hmm. He went at Portis. He went at Drew Holiday, who's supposed to be the defensive, almost defensive player of the year, so to speak. I want to make a huge, huge shout-out to Kyle Lowry. That's basically Huge shout-out to Kyle Lowry. Yes. Um, how about the team that they're going to be playing in the next round, the Knicks? I want the Knicks to win so badly. <laughs> we do. We were just talking about the Knicks because they're the New York Knicks. When I first started watching basketball 50 years ago when I was a kid, it was like I, I had uncles that always said the New York Knicks. I always uh, I had a little um, inkling for the Knicks in their losing to Jordan days even because yeah. I grew up a Piston guy. So once the Jordan beat the Pistons, like what? I'm going to suddenly jump on the Jordan bandwagon? Not going to happen. <laughs> full disclosure, I've never been a full Jordan Bulls guy. We know that by yeah. now. I respect Jordan tremendously. Sure. But I, just like the same thing, I'm not no big LeBron guy. Yeah. Like I've never jumped on no LeBron bandwagon, so to speak. But I think the Knicks, with Jalen Brunson leading them, this guy's a special kind of leader. I'm not saying he's a Kawhi Leonard yeah. But I'm saying he's got that kind of leadership where he's not afraid. He could take the shot. And it's the guys around him because Julius Randle basically did not play the last game and a half yeah. for the Knicks. People don't realize he was on the bench with the ankle injury and, and, and Thibodeau benched him in the game before because he was terrible. Yeah. We got to start uh, moving on through these series, though, because uh, we're in an hour. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, Boston Atlanta, I owe you a beer because uh, this one went six. You know what? I'm glad that Jason Tatum um, apologized to Janet Jackson for pushing her show back because they didn't win the game. <laughs> I respected that from Mr. Tatum. But I'm going to tell you this, okay? I can't believe that happened. Oh, it was hilarious. I, I, I love when we hear those little tit-tats about what happened during the game. But I'm going to tell you this. Boston, you better tie your shoes because you got dressing room problems or something's going on with that Celtic team. I'm going to tell you what. Our bitch of the year, Trey Young, came down in that game five. And when he was pulling up for that three-pointer, why didn't someone go out and check him? I, I, I would have went, went to the line. I would have knocked him on his ass, made him Isn't make Isn't that what Marcus Smart's job's supposed to be? Exactly. And Jalen Brown went out there and they said, okay, shoot, kid, what do you got? I would not, I, I, I'm not a Trey Young fan. Everyone knows no, that. I've got I know no that. time for this little schmuck. But to let the guy fire one off like that yeah, and then do his chill thing? You know what? He's going to be as good as his hair. Because one day you're going to be bald. Yeah. Okay? You're going to be bald. So why did Boston? Like, you, you can't be doing that against Miami. No. Well, they're playing Philly next round. Oh, wait. It's Philly. Who's Miami playing? Yeah, Miami's playing the Knicks. So you, yeah. Philly, yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Because you got Harden. Yeah. You're going to have Harden out there and Maxi. Well, and uh, well, and moving on to Philly, like, 
not really much to talk about there. No, no. Sweep. They're, they're, you know what? And, and that's they're, just they're getting ready. Yes. And here, here's another thing you got to realize. Let, let's uh, let's do a little epitaph about the, the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, the oh, team man. got shambled, and then Philadelphia just kicked them to the curb hard. I really feel sorry for the organization because people don't realize this. Like, if, if, I feel bad for the fans. Oh, the fans too. Come on. Durant's foot was on the line for that three-pointer. Oh, that yeah. would have won then. And it's two Kyrie's years ago, right? two years ago. And if Kyrie doesn't get hurt, that's how close things work in sports, people. The Nets were that close. If they win that series, they, they're probably the NBA champions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a, that way they talk about inches and fine lines. Bro. Yeah. Look at that there. So sorry about the – Let's a big shout-out from the house that happens to the – Shout-out to the Brooklyn Nets. And their fans for what has happened and Kyrie and, and Durant, which gets us to, to Mr. Phoenix. And should Kawhi Leonard now be sent out to pasture? I saw that by Stephen A. Smith. Did you? I, I heard. I haven't seen him say it, but I've heard a number of people have said it. Like, Steve Ballmer, the owner of the, of the L.A. Clippers, you got more money than money. We get it. You're going to build a sp- shiny new beacon for them to play in. I get it. We hope Billy Crystal long, lives long enough to sit at the sidelines of the new arena. I get it. What do you got to do with Kawhi? And I love Kawhi. You know that. I'm a Kawhi guy. So you're saying guy. he should retire? I don't know. He's got the degenerative knee. Now, how ca- now, now here, here's what baffles me. I want to say after the first two games, there wasn't anybody playing better in the playoffs than Kawhi Leonard. You look. He at, was that good. He was, he was that, that freaking good. Then he did that little knee twist. Someone says, "Oh, Durant came out and covered him, and that's why he got." Because it was that fourth quarter yeah. of the second game. All of a sudden, Kawhi wasn't Kawhi. Well, obviously, because his knee must have been bothering him. And is he too conservative about his injuries? I don't know. Well, I think the problem with the Clippers is they're built around two guys that are very injury-prone. Look how deep they are. They could have done something. They had shooters. They had everything. And that's, that's what I'm saying. And now that... But, like, but, but without that top guy in the NBA, you're toast. Every time. So what are you saying about the Lakers' chances against Phoenix, then? Is the Lakers are playing Phoenix? No, they're playing the winner of Golden State-Sacramento. Is it? Yep. Because it's a fixed bracket in the NBA. Oh, that's right. That's what it is. So that means that uh, Denver's going to play the winner of... De- Denver's playing Phoenix. Yeah, Denver's playing Phoenix. Yeah. So, yeah. So so Denver, like... Uh, I thought Minnesota would show up a little bit more to that series. No, they're, they they had their dressing room problems, too. They got, like, what are they going to do next year with Gobert and that whole I thing? I don't know. They got a bunch that's of a young mess. guys, and that's Cat's team. And it should be Anthony Edwards' team. That's going to be an interesting thing. I'm saying that people better not sleep on this. They better not sleep on Jamal Murray and Otto Porter or... Um, uh, what's his name? Porter on yeah. Denver. Don't sleep on those two guys because those guys are playoff players. A couple years ago in Denver, well, made their, and they got the Joker too. Yeah. So you know what yeah. I'm saying? And we'll get to that matchup with the Phoenix a little bit later. But finishing, uh, so Lakers beat Memphis in six. I thought that one was going for seven for sure. I did too. And I'm just saying that here's one of the statistics that you're going to have to live with. And I said it before the series started, and it showed its ugly head last night because I don't know what happened to the Memphis Grizzlies last night. That's an abysmal performance from you guys. Dylan Brooks, I was your biggest supporter. You got to go sit down. Ja, I know you had a bad hand. Yeah. Bain, Jared Jackson, they're all kids, bro. (laughs) So you want to hear my story with that game last night? So I was kind of channel flipping right between, you know, the hockey games and basketball. So I was kind of going mainly back and forth between Seattle, Colorado, and um, what's the other hockey game? Minnesota, Minnesota, Dallas, I think it was, right? 
And then I was like, oh, you know, I'll catch Memphis and Lakers. I'll catch like the second half. I checked my phone. It's 7045. I said, what the heck? Oh, oh my God. Everything that could go wrong could go wrong. Memphis, do you show up? They got off the plane. They left Elvis back in Memphis. They should have brought Elvis along. (laughs) It was very disappointing for someone, especially like me, who has to eat a little crow now because, you know, before it started, I was all Memphis. I was Eminem, Memphis and Milwaukee. So that tells you what we, I know. Well, we knew the Lakers, but you mentioned how the Lakers were like top five in uh, plus Defense. minus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they were no since since that trade since and they the were trade deadline. AD is still gonna have to play better. He played better last night, but AD can't take like, game on, game off, game on, game off. No, no. Um, so that means Golden State could play Lakers. I'm saying no, man. Let's go Sacramento. I called Kings in seven. I'm sticking to it. Yes, I think well, I think the Warriors should. used their road win too early. One thing I want to talk about, though, in the NBA, and we didn't talk about it too much in the NHL because it hasn't reared his ugly head as much in the refereeing department, and we, Toronto should be maybe worried about who they're going to get right after next, next couple of games. But there were some things that went on in the NBA in the last week that I've just got to say, wait a second here. How do we decide on the suspension, and how do we decide on the flagrants? Yeah. Okay? One of the changing points in the series of the Memphis LA Lakers is, and I'm a LeBron James fan. He's the greatest scorer of all time. Okay. But isn't he now in LA? Isn't that now La La Land? Didn't he take acting courses? Didn't he star in a <laughs> shitty movie? When Dylan Brooks He's hit been in him. in many movies now. Okay. When Dylan Brooks hit him, I'm saying that's the greatest sell job I have ever seen in my <laughs> life. Now, let me tell you this. I do not ever want to have the opportunity to see how hard you get hit in the nether regions to see you where you drop to the ground. I do not. I do not. I do not want to be the crash test dummy no. for that scenario. Okay, so I can't say exactly what velocity came at what trajectory that made LeBron James look like. I thought he got assassinated. I thought <laughs> someone was a crowd with a gun and shot the man when he went down because. I'm not Dylan Brooks made that sweet play to go to get the ball. I don't like Dylan Brooks really is not a dirty player. No. He's not really. No. He, is he an aggressive player? Yes. Sure. Is he a good <laughs> defensive player? Sure. Did he shoot like shit? Yes. Sure. Okay. <laughs> However, I'm saying LeBron James went down like a assassinated. I think he sold it. In my opinion. That's that's basketball now though, unfortunately. It's getting like it's getting like soccer bad. That's my worry. Oh I'm saying that you know, you got a point there. So now let's say the other way. So now um Dylan Brooks got thrown out with a flagrant two. Okay, disrupted the flow of the game, whatever. LeBron, you got away with it. You're the king. We got it. You're LeBron. We want you in the playoffs. I'm still saying that's one of the greatest flops I've ever seen in my life. Now let's go to another game <laughs> where Joel Embiid does kick a man in a groin. Okay? <laughs> it's a common foul. However, by the fourth quarter, when Harden pushes off Buddy and he goes down like a bag of freaking wet cement, Harden gets thrown out. I don't understand the officiating. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at the two fouls, it was atrocious refereeing, and the NBA should be just like calling itself. There's nothing you can do about the LeBron situation because that was a shot to the nether region, and nobody's going to question that kind of nonsense. Them beat Harden stuff. That was brutal. You know what I mean? So, what happens is you can't review everything. So what happens now is the Claxton kid gets thrown out because he did his aggressive thing to Embiid, so he already got attacked. Yeah. For that little confrontation. Then as a dumbass kid, he gets up and, and beats face and does a freaking WWE. And he's gone. 
But that's a taunt. You can't be doing that. Did you see the kid's taunt? It was brutal. No. Had to go. Now, if he, if he didn't have one tech on him already, kid, remember where you are in the moment of the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And after that, it was over. It didn't matter. Philadelphia's going to win. But I'm going to be seriously questioning the caliber of refereeing we're going to see in the rest of the NBA playoffs. Should be questionable as always. Uh, lastly, Sacramento Golden State going seven games. Or do we already talk about this? No, or? we did not. Because one more thing that we got to talk about, too, is Draymond Green, that's why he made our bitch freaking list, too. You stomped on the man. Yeah. Okay, no matter. There's no There's no getting around that. The way that he's danced around it. And then now let, I'm going to put it to you this way. Draymond Green has played a little bit better in this Sacramento Steel, and he came up scoring because they, they challenged him. Like, they challenged Dylan Brooks. You yeah. leave the guy alone, it's almost embarrassing. Shoot, guy, what do you got? Yeah. Draymond did play play well but i'm glad that the sacramento kids got up and stood up in in in, in san francisco last night because yeah, when they lost the it, you know what i mean when golden state won that game five. Oh, i thought th- i thought for the second the series could be over oh there's no doubt you're going home golden state can't win the road and you think that they're going to win game seven now here is one thing you got you could never question the medal of a champion we're talking about Tampa Bay going home yep. tonight in, in hockey, and we're talking about Golden State going on the road for a Game 7. I think they've got a little bit more pedigree than, than Sacramento. Sure. However. But like Sacramento, I mean, they're the, they're the great unknown, Deon- though. DeAndre Fox, Harrison Barnes playing like a champ. Sabonis, Sabonis. is going yeah. playing. These guys have come. They, 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 they've really come to play. Davis off the bench. Herder off the bench. Herder off the bench. They're all making shots. I'm saying, that you, you, when do you learn? Everyone says, oh, you got to get experience. When do you get experience? Now, Memphis got their experience, didn't they? That's two <laughs> years in a row. They've gone home first round. So they've got their experience. So there's no more excuses from them come yep. next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Sacramento is like Toronto. Do you know that's about the, that long since they've been in the playoffs? Well, sure. No, no Sacramento just hasn't even been in the playoffs, let alone win a playoff exactly. series, so to speak. But I'm really hoping for Sacramento tonight only so, just because this. I respect Steph, on, uh, Steph Curry. I respect Clay Thompson. Um, I heard Wiggins might have got banged up. So he oh, is, so he's made questionable for the game. But I just want to go because I don't want to see Draymond Green's face anymore. I agree. Uh, let's move on to <clears throat> round two predictions. So we got Miami, New York. New York all day, baby. They got the home advantage too, don't they? They do. Okay, so I'm taking the Knicks. I love the Knicks. How there. many games? Uh, that's going to probably be a dog. It's going to be a dog fight. Low scoring. Old school. This is the Knicks of Miami. We got Pat Riley on one Emmanuel <laughs> day. Thibodeau is a coach of another team. This is going to be a dogfight, no doubt about it. A lot of 199 games. No, it's the NBA, so it'll be like low 100 games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking them. I'm taking Phoenix. Uh, no, my, but like in how many games are you taking New York, though? I think it's going to go seven. Seven? I think it's good. Yeah, it's going to go seven. Definitely, 100%. I'm taking Knicks in seven as well. Yeah, I like the – and we're, we're cheering for the Knicks. Let's go. How's that happens? We're, we're, who, who's our favorite team now in the NBA left over? The Knicks. <laughs> Screw everybody else, and I'll get to that in a I minute. I don't have any favorite. There uh, you go. Philly-Boston is a, oh. a tale of two teams oh. that we don't oh. can't stand at the house. Okay, so that means I either got to cheer for Bin Laden or freaking uh, Mussolini. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> who, who do I want to cheer for? I don't know. Hitler or Stalin? Like, who do I want to cheer for? I think Boston's going to do it, and I think Boston's going to beat them a little bit more soundly because they're a more rounder team. And and, and Embiid, he's he's the, the bitch factor. <laughs> so he's he's a bitch, so I, I don't cheer for bitches. So you don't I, think he can catch uh, Boston off, even like with Boston not uh, operating I, if, at 100%? If Tatum and, and Jalen and Brown, are, if those guys are working in sync, 
bosses. Have they been though? Yes and no. There yes and no. But I think what they do is they fell asleep on Atlanta maybe because they got up on him and then they let him get up the floor and then they finished him the way they were supposed to. Like, like they should never have been a game seven. They should never have been a game six. Exactly. When you think about it. So they did that. So I'm saying that like maybe they were looking because Philadelphia had already advanced. Maybe they were looking ahead to this. But I'm saying when you look at the bench strength and the depth because uh, Boston's got um, – they got a whack of guys on their team. Um, Marcus Smart – White, um, oh, what's his name? I should look at their roster here if you give me a minute. No, I, I really think Boston's going to be there. As a matter of fact, I think that Boston has a serious chance. I'm going to go to go the, the final to win it all. Whoa! This is this is wide open now, people. This is no, wide open. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think Boston could go to the finals. I don't, I don't think they can win. So who's going to? Okay, then tell me. You tell me who who's going to beat them. Who are they going to beat in the finals? You guys going to be Phoenix? Phoenix Suns. Well, I'm saying that the depth of the lineup is what gets me. When I'm talking about when, when we're talking about, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll it up really really quick right here if I can get up the Boston lineup because the, the they've they've got depth. Phoenix has no depth. Yeah, but if it if it's a little screwy at the top, I'm taking Sixers and seven. Really? Yeah. Why? I feel an upset coming. You know what, though? How big of an upset would it be? Uh, pretty big, considering that Boston went to the finals last year and Philly, have they even been to the third round? No, no, they haven't got it. They keep getting knocked out, remember? Yeah. I'm happy for that because I hate them. Oh, I think, I I think their more. best chance before this was uh, the Toronto year, 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. If if Because they were the only team that took the Raptors to seven. That's right. Considering that Golden State got injured, but that's another story. Okay, so let's just take a look. I, got, I brought it up here. They got Malcolm Brogdon. He's he's a six he's the sixth man of the year. They got Marcus Smart. They got White. Okay, they got the, the vulnerable veteran of veterans to have Al Horford. Oh sure. You know what I'm saying? Now they got Pritchard coming off the bench. They got uh, uh, and Gerald Williams who hasn't played enough. He's had that injury problem. But and and, and Williams and, and the other Williams is playing center. So they got depth down the middle. So I'm just saying with that lineup, as opposed to looking at um, Philadelphia, I don't see Philadelphia being as – as um, I don't think their lineup is as strong. That's all I'm saying. And then they're going to beat down on um, Embiid because they're going to have Jalen Brown going at him. They're going to have Tatum going at him. They're going to have White going at him. They're going to have Horford going at him. So we'll in see. the long run, we're going to see. Okay, so here's saying seven. I'm going to say – I'm saying Boston in six. Okay. Boston in six. Okay. Uh, moving on to the West, Denver, Phoenix. Taking Phoenix, but that's going to go. I think it's going to go over quicker than people realize. I'm going to take uh, Phoenix in six. I'm going to take Phoenix in five. Wow. No, no, no. Denver, you got to remember, they went to, they've got, they were conference finals a couple years ago, and then all those injuries. So I'm going to say, uh, oh, you're going to say in five. More power to you. So how's that happens? We're leaning heavily on Phoenix here. So when we put in our online betting, don't screw us up. You know what I mean? Okay. And then I'm taking the Lakers over whoever wins that Sacramento-Golden State series in six, no matter what. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 If Golden State does beat Sacramento in game seven... That's going to be, like, then I think the Golden State matches up, like, very well against the Lakers. You think so? Yeah. Like, with their, so you think it would that, be Warriors to the conference finals then? 
Yeah, we get get beat by Phoenix and Durant. I guess I don't know. It's it's so wide open. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say I'm, can I'm I think, flip I a coin. I think Golden State's road record though is like it's gonna kill them. That's, I don't think it gets them to the conference finals either. And, way. and I think the young legs, the young legs are gonna wear them out uh, on um, Sunday. Well, we're gonna see. I, I think the Lakers are gonna win that too. So what we're saying is that do you think the Lakers have a chance to go into the NBA Finals? I think they're losing to Phoenix. Who's got more depth? Mm, I, I don't know. I think We've said this, be... though. Phoenix has such a strong starting lineup where you could just stick those guys out for like 40 minutes a night each. Yeah, but then... Enough, we... enough to rely on your... And they, their bench is like good enough, uh, you know? I'm, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying the wear down factor. I don't know. I, I I'm and, and Chris Paul playing 40 minutes a night at his age. I don't know. Look at LeBron's going to play 40 minutes at his age. There you go. So, you know what I mean? So... Uh, I'm not, let's wait till we get there. Let's wait, get after this round. We're going to decide that. But I'll say, okay, we can see the Lakers. We're going to see Phoenix. And, yeah. we'll, and, we'll, and we'll go from there. You know what I mean? Uh, we should move on to a little bit about the Toronto Blue Jays. It's been a very, very solid week. Oh, 100%. They, they have won five in a row. Won uh, two series in a row. Then they're uh, going up against Seattle again today. Gosman versus Flexen. Then tomorrow we got Bassett. Versus Gonzalez. Can then the, we go into Boston. Okay, can the first thing can I say honestly is I'm going to apologize the only time which I don't like to do to Mr. Bassett <sighs> for making so much fun of the guy and saying, is he going to get his act together and blah, 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 blah. This guy is beyond efficient to me. Oh, yeah. He, I want to apologize to the entire Blue Jays starting rotation. Yes, you should. <laughs> yes, you should. We had this discussion. I told you. Go ahead. What do you got to say about our rotation? Now, even though Manoa was a little sketchy last night, he still only gave up two and five. He's Yeah, he's the only guy that I'd say, like, where it's like it's worrying me that he's still not turned it around yet. The other four guys have been more than solid. Oh, I'll look at it this way. Here, here's how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to it. And this is something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach all year long, and it, it's already starting to rear its head, is this. The more people you have starting, the less chance you have of winning the division because that means you got you can't decide on what your rotation really is. The only one that seems to be able to get away with that is Tampa. Tampa Bay. Now, if you have six guys that you're starting like they do in the Asian leagues, I'm starting to see that could be coming around. Uh, some teams have seen success with that in limited runs in the MLB. So uh, I, yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely mess with that if I was the team. Well, I'm noticing that uh, Minnesota is a top third division, and they've kind of used that six starter. Hmm. Um, Pittsburgh, who is a surprise team of baseball. Oh, yeah. They've only used five starters. They're, they're, they got the five, just like Toronto, and it's a five. So what it boils down to this, and if you look at the top of Atlanta sitting around there, mm -hmm. and, and they're pitching, especially now Friday's back, is that what you have to do is it's going to boil down to, it's a stat that I absolutely love, and that's quality starts. Yes, sir. Big fan of that stat as well. I'm a huge fan of that stat, and I've been looking around, and checking all the teams in the league. And if you look at the people that are in the top of their division and it's only 25 games in, and remember our credo is win 20 before you lose 20. Okay. Which their Jays are close to. Oh, yes, yeah, they're at 18 now, right? 17. 17, okay, <clears throat> so that. And, and by the way, the Blue Jays would be in first place in any other division in baseball except uh, the NL East, which is a surprising NL pitch. Central. Because the Pirates. Oh, yeah, yeah, NL Central with Pirates. They would be in first place in any other division in baseball right now. Except oh, and, and sorry, and the, the, the East as well. But the Pirates have been the runaway surprise, surprise of, the, of the season No so doubt, far. but that's what I'm saying, in the East, like any other division. But the, the only division, which is the AL East, which is Tampa Bay, which is doing something which is not going to last forever. 
No. 815 uh, is not sustainable at all. 97 no. plus run differential. Those numbers are, are going to come down. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to um, base 14 on, and 2 at home. That's crazy. Okay, well, there that that's it. That's a Tropicana garbage field. But here's one of the things you got to look at. It's your quality of your opponent. And if you want to look at the strength of schedule so far, Toronto's blows Tampa Bay's out of the water. Yeah. So what's going to happen is when Tampa Bay faces those teams, but then again, maybe those teams are going to make adjustments by then. You know what I mean? Like every tw- like I think it goes in 40 game sex- sectors myself. That's why I say yeah. win 20 before you lose 20 kind of deal. So you got 40 40 40 40 that's the season. So now we're at the 25 game 30 game point, almost a 30 game point. Yeah. I want to go the Tampa's got a schedule coming up where they've got oh, they've got a nice run. Where they've got a nice run of of teams including I think it's the Mets on the National League side. I had looked it up earlier. So we're going to see where they're going to get through there because Toronto's been consistent all the way through considering the competition that they've had. They've played the Angels. You know what I mean? Which is supposed to be a pretty good team. We've beaten Tampa. What? Tampa's had four losses. Two of them came from us. Yep. Um, We've also played the Yankees. Yeah, we which beat we beat the Yankees. Yankees in their house. Uh, we're playing Seattle now, who are supposed to be considered a definitely a wild card contender in the American League. Uh, in the American, yeah, League. they're kind of off to a sputtering start, though. But they're they're riding the ship, so to speak. Yeah, but Robbie Ray's done for the season. That's gonna hurt huge. Yeah. I'm glad we um, never signed him. Yeah, me too. Gosman, far superior. Yes, now especially over over the time being, and this Bassett guy is going to be looking like Knockwood. He could be something, which is something that we never say, which we should when they are in a position they're doing this. Akins and Shapiro are doing a very good job of running this Blue Jay team. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to say something that you've alluded to earlier, and I'm really going to believe this. Do you think they're going to be able to sign Vladdy long term? I think so. You don't think so? I'm at a loss for words. I don't know. I got a feeling about this team, and I don't know what it is. I'm just saying that if this team is massively successful this year, then I will shut up. But if they don't achieve at least like a playoff win series or something like that, Vladdy's what? two? They did sign him for a couple of years, though, right? Yeah, they did. So they beat arbitration. But it's only like two years from now, right? Three mm-hmm. years from now. So he'll only be, what, 28 at the time? Oh, by the way, didn't they give Bichette the same type of deal? Yeah. So they're going to both become free agents within a year of each other, which is crafty manipulation by the management to see who's playing what and who's more valuable, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope to believe that we sign both of them. I hope so, too. Okay, but I do... And move to, to second base. Okay, we can't, we're never going to stop that. Okay, and I agree with you. I, I agree 100%. I think that we should freaking move the guy to second base yesterday, and I think that we should put Espinal at short and call it a day. I do not believe in middle infield uh, is not one of the best places to have a rota- uh, a platoon. Uh, I can platoon not. outfielders. You're going to platoon I, uh, third well, baseman. And, and let's get to, to the point here. I think the Jays need to acquire a second baseman here or a middle infielder here fast. That could be a bat in the lineup as well. Okay, then. So then let's decide who your middle infielders are. So I'm going to say this then. We don't see Biggio in the infield anymore, and we don't see – no, we see Biggio only play the infield, and we see Merrifield only play the outfield. <laughs> How's that? That might work. Well, that's But Biggio, like, he's not a starter, though, is the point. Okay, so – like, He's like a good, like, pinch hitter, like, play when, uh, for a guy's day off kind of thing. Okay, so we'll give Espin all of his bats not going. We slide in Biggio. Just like when we're going to give Springer a rest and he goes to DH, Merrifield goes out there. Mm-hmm. 
Here's what I'm finding with the Toronto Raptors. I mean, Toronto Blue, uh, Jays. Blue Jays. Is this. I think that their batting is suspect. I really do. Yeah. I think it's suspect all the way up and down the lineup in this way. I don't know where it's going to be. I think Chapman, I don't think he's going to hit 350 for the rest of the year. Like I said, he... No, of course I, not. I do want to go back to one of our earlier shows where I said he could hit 260 to 280. And be the DH with 30 home runs. Yeah, be the I mean, cleanup, uh, cleanup hitter. hitter with 30 home runs. And I'm going to hold to that because I think over a season now, he could hit around 260 to 280, maybe 270. He's going to hit 30 home runs this year. He should. No problem whatsoever. So that's why they keep putting in, because um, we had a slow start. But Kirk. Yeah. He had a slow start with the stick, but he's a very freaking dislike. He's starting to pick it up. So we got to put him in the lineup. But I'm going to tell you this. Kiermaier guy. I'm not expecting his bat. I'm expecting no bat from yeah. this guy. Varsho, I was really thinking that he was going to be a solid more hitter than he is, but I don't think we're going to get anything more than if we get 260 out of our show, 260, 20, 80, we'd be lucky. I was we'll really, see. I, I, it was a small sample size, but that first 10 games, I was really excited about the way he swings the bat, especially at a place like the dome. Yeah. His, his, his bat is perfect for the dome. So I'm not, it's, we got, what? We've only played, what, 30 games? Not even, 26. 26 games. So he's got lots of games to improve upon it. But I'm still saying he's only going to be – I thought he might hit 30 homers at the Dome. What do you think now, 30 home run hitter? Um, 25. Yeah, 20. Something in the 20s. Something in the 20s. Well, he hit 20 in uh, Arizona, which was uh, Dead Man Walking Park. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I was I was thinking of. Spr- Springer's bat hasn't really been there this year. Oh, he'll come around, though. Merrifield's bat, like he's been hitting the cover off the ball, getting a lot of hits out there. He is, and he's a hitting machine. And I think yeah. that what's ke- keeping him on his edge is that he hasn't been penciled in every day at a regular spot. So I think when he gets up there, he's very conscious of the fact that he's got to make his at bats work if he wants mm-hmm. to have a regular place in the lineup. Don't you think? Sure. You know what I mean? And just notice lately that Espinal's just got a few hits lately because his bat wasn't going. And we're going to put you in the lineup. You got a hit, and sure. Biggio, Biggio hit a couple home runs, so he's he's hungry to get in there. So there's nothing like having a bunch of guys in the bench that are hungry. Yeah, Jansen's already got three home runs. You got it, which is going to be a good team because, like, what did I say? I was hoping that we'd be able to figure out our catching DH around Jansen and Kirk. Yeah. You know, remember I said that if before those, the those guys could hit like 30 home runs combined. I think they're going to. I think they're going to, which would make our DH platoon, I mean, our DH catcher situation. Mm -hmm. Like last year, we had what? One of the most productive. um, Our catching position was one of the top three uh, offensive. Yeah, yeah, offense. And I'm still saying we could have a top five catching tandem in Jansen and Kirk, as long as Kirk can go play some DH also. Sure. Which comes to this question. I don't think Brandon Belt is the answer at DH every day. No, I think you're right there. Was it, I had a lot more faith in him, but... I'm not having faith in him. And everyone says, well, it's a small sample size. No, I'm just saying the way he's got miles, too many miles on the tires, even though he can go in and play at first base. Yeah. Which is good. Like, you know, so we give Vladdy those days off. Because some days I wonder, how did Vladdy ever win the gold glove? <laughs> he makes some good plays. Very sound, and he knows where to cover. Yeah. I'm just saying that he's um, – did he get it because of his stick? He played solid first base, and who's a better first base? Oh, with base Gold anyway? Glove, there's, of course, an offensive component there. Agreed. But, like, I see him play some nights, and I go, this is our Gold, gold Glove guy. You know what I mean? And Chapman is – he's Well, who he's else is – like, who else would you give it to in the American League? I'd have to go around the league and take a look. I'll, I'll look it up for next week to go there. Because I don't think our defense has improved exponentially enough to satisfy my loss of offense. 
That's what I'm getting at. However, but those guys that we lost though, they haven't been super productive though anyways. So it might have been time to move off. Maybe like Guriel, but, Guriel's having a horrible year in Arizona. He's lost. And, and, Tosker, and, and Teoscar's being Teoscar, okay. His numbers are, again, we're seeing uh, it's the decrease. Especially on the batting average. But Marino, sure. who we never got to see, Marino's playing solid over in Arizona. No, that was the one I was worried about. And he's playing solid, but I mean... But, I mean, but, but our catcher position, I think, is already so solid. Yeah, so we, we didn't... I, I understand why we got there, and, and Varsho could come in the long run, even though I think we gave up too much. Maybe Gurriel's on. Then in the long run, I think we're going to lose in that trade because I thought we'd get more hitting out of Varsho. But here is the bottom line, and I'm glad you apologized about it. Pitching wins. Baseball. Oh, yeah. Pitching wins baseball. And as long as our five starters win, go back. If you talk, talk, look at the top t teams, and we'll check this out later because we are running out of time. But um, if you really check the uh, top teams in every division this year, that includes Minnesota, who's on the top. Pittsburgh's on the top. Atlanta's on the top. Toronto's near the top. The aberration is Tampa Bay. They don't have the amount of quality starts as those other teams do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like every team that that's in first place or near first place in baseball right now is near the top. Like they've got 16 to 20 quality starts out of their starters already. Yeah. If you look at every team that's on the top, I've checked it. I I, I should look. Where's my standings real quick here? But I'm saying I'm, I'm I'm sure almost every team in every division. If you look at it, I think Houston's going to come around now. I think they've righted the ship because they're one of the teams that always yeah they had a shaky stuff. start. Okay, so. Tampa Bay doesn't have as many quality starts because they're, they're just the weirdest team with pitching. Like what they do with their lineup. Like they've, had, they've had eight guys start already. Yeah. I don't get that. Six, yeah. Eight? <laughs> no. But, All you need is three for playoffs, though. So, Okay, so here is, before we go down, uh, they're Texas, because they, they got DeGrom, too. So he, he's been really playing. Atlanta and New York, they're close. They're, they, they've both been there. And Pittsburgh and Milwaukee, all their guy. Here is the one aberration about one team that we have to be concerned about and who is shocking the shit out of me, and that's the Baltimore Orioles. How are they 17 and 8? Now, you know they're going to hit some balls, but who's pitching for these guys? Yeah. They're 9 and 1 in their last 10. They're yeah. going back to the old Camden Yards, uh, which because mm -hmm. they moved that little wall, yeah. which is making because they may be the best hitting team in baseball right now. They're right up there. Like, uh, they, they the, I mean, like, I think, well, Texas has scored the most runs, I think. Is it Texas? They have 161. Like, they're ahead, like, of everyone by, like, a mile. But then it's Baltimore, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well Tampa. No, actually, Tampa, then the Rangers. Tampa Bay's not going to stay there. They then it's, like, Atlanta. Shit teams. shit teams. Atlanta, the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Pirates and Orioles. So they're, like, top ten. They are? Yeah. But they've been hitting the ball, especially over here, because they've been facing tougher pitching. We haven't played Baltimore yet, have we? No, we haven't. That should be interesting. I can't wait till we do. But it's uh, it's coming up May 18, 19, 20. Oh, I might go to the, Is it here? I think it's in Baltimore. But we don't scare. No, we're not scared of anybody. Oh, no, anytime. it's here. It's here. It's, I might go to those games. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, so now I... might I, go to the Friday game because it's going to be one of those stupid Apple TV games. Oh, really? Yeah. We're doing that again? They have to. I think that's a deal with the league. Yeah, I know it is, and, and so that so that's probably a marquee. That will be a marquee game because I think that they get to pick a game, don't they? Yeah, I think they do. So that'll be a marquee game. <clears> that <throat> okay. So let me just get back here, and we're going to go to Baltimore. Here's the thing I don't understand: these guys have one, three, four, five. They've had six 
quality starts, and they're seventeen and nine. You cannot win and a division like that. They're one of the that. leaders in like runs against in like defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm. Okay, but, but so something's got to. Something's, something's got to break in these guys. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So how many guys have they had starting? They have got one, two, three, four, five, six guys starting, which is solid because Bradish came back, but he's gotten bombed, and I think he's out. He's with an injury. But who are their starters? So I Gibson. think the way we're leaning is that like we're both still confident the Jays are going to capture the AL East. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. I'm 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 not even I'm not as the more it goes on the better. Barring injuries, sure, of course. Barring injuries, I am going to say that the Toronto Maple Leafs. What I mean, Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> One thing I want to say about the Blue Jays right now, though, is I'm I'm saying this. I'm questioning their offense, how hmm. they do the lineup. I'm thinking they got to stay this: Springer, Bichette, Vladdy, Chapman. Bar show. Don't even budge that. Unless Murrayfield gets super hot and he'll be six because he's protected. Because one of the things about the batting lineup is you got to protect the guy in front of you. And when they don't protect that guy, yeah. all of a sudden weird's going to happen. You know what I mean? And we got enough guys that are down the lineup that are disciplined hitters in the Muriels, in the in the Kirks, that, that'll give us that bat at the end. And I really think it's cool that Kermeyer, he does hit the ninth because we're not disrespecting the guy, but you don't hit, buddy. <laughs> sure. You don't. And you know what? He has he's a, a number nine hitter. That's his role. Okay. He better play better defense. Sure. There's a few balls that he. I thought he should have tracked down this year. We'll see. We'll see. No, we're not. We'll see. We brought you here because you're playing center field, and every time we had last well, I mean, year, it's also like it's been one month. New, we'll new, see if this I'll becomes a, a new, pattern. or uh, I'll say it's new. I'm, no, he's been solid. Don't get me wrong. And if he keeps playing the way he does and, and ups a little bit more, he could be gold club contention. Okay. I'm not going to say that. He hasn't played bad, but he was advertised as freaking Willie Mays in the outfield. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, Springer, I think, was covering just as good as ground. I think the reason we got, we know why we got Springer in right field is because of the wear and tear. Yeah. 100%. We know that. And, and keep giving Springer those days off. I agree. But if we're, if, if, if what it has done is, and I'm going to contradict myself right now, is that our ERAs come down and we're getting all these quality starts, which at times means that our defenses had to have picked up the pitchers too, correct? One goes hand-in-hand, hand, defense sure. and pitching, so to speak. So maybe I'm just um, wanting too much. I've got a whole bunch of one and not enough of the other. It's still so early in the season. It's like even – I think it's a little even early to look at the standings right now. My, my rule of thumb is like the standings don't really start to matter until like, what, mid-May? I'm saying win 20 before you lose 20. Yeah. That's what I'm starting with. So I'm going to go with the 40-game schedule, which will be around the end of May because we're what? Or yeah, the middle around the of same May, time, yeah. around the same thing. So I think we're speaking of the same language. So anyways, Toronto Blue Jays, keep going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep doing what you're doing, and we're going to be happy because we need something to cheer for in this city, don't we? We do. And boy, oh, boy, that was a... Long time we were going on for a lot of leaf talk today. Well, we had to do that. We had to exhaust the possibility because we're never going to be here in the history of the Leafs being here. I wanted to. I could have talked about the Leafs for another hour just because there's a 10 other things that are going to say reasons why they could win or reasons that they could lose. However, we do want to bring one thing to our attention, which we always do in the house that happens, and that is... Formula One. Yes. So we got Azerbaijan, Baku City Circuit this week. That's a weird-looking track, though, eh? It's, it's kind of like the better version of Monaco. Okay, say, yeah, yeah, say. yeah. Interesting. Is that it's, what it is? A, it's a lot faster. It's not as kind of like windy, you know. Well, yeah, maybe that's what twisty. they did. Is I never because I'm I'm new to this, guys. I'm a, I'm an F1 new newbie. Yeah. What I'm saying, but I really like the look of this track. And one of the things that I noticed in the qualifying because they can let it go. Yeah. There's, so yeah. there's that room. We're going to get those crazy, like maybe that passing there. 
there's going to be some places to pass, definitely. Oh, yeah, So yeah. And, like, you know, good for Charles Leclerc for getting pole position. I don't think he's going to win the race. I don't either. But, he did get pole, eh? Yeah. Because I didn't see I was falling asleep there. So who's in the front? Him and Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, of course. <laughs> the mo- moment DRS gets turned on, boom. I think uh, I think that's the race right there. Okay. Well, we'll, 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 uh, we'll we're going to go wait um, and see, but we're, we're, we're looking forward to seeing the race. This also, is the third we, of the year? What? Third of the year, right? This is the third race of the uh, year. Fourth. Fourth. Okay. Fourth, um, yeah. Also, uh, I just also want to, because we do keep uh, keep up with TFC. Oh, yes. One win of their first nine games. Boys, come on. Pick that up. Uh, I was doing a little rant, and I tried to be nice about the TFC. Like, maybe they can sign Messi or somebody, because, listen, I know they're overshadowed a moment right now by the Leafs and the Blue Jays, okay? But I think the TFC has a solid fan base, okay? Don't disappoint your fans. Like, I don't think you're going to catch me. I know, Serge, if you're listening, you're going to try to drag me down to a game. And I, I'm, <laughs> if I can get off the couch and put my guitar down, I'll think about getting it. But Toronto, pick, uh, pick it up. One thing that I'm going to start taking notice of, that, and I'm, and I'm going to do it before the end of the season over, is that we never talk about the Toronto Rock. They're not even in Toronto anymore. They're where? Hamilton. I thought I was going to go to a game here. So they're the Hamilton Rock? Yeah. Oh, but they're still boo. called the Toronto Rock. Confuse me on a regular basis. Anyways, before we go, we did spend a little bit of a long time with the Toronto Maple Leafs because, like I'm saying, we got to end this 19-year, this drought. So for everyone watching the game today, please enjoy yourself. Don't drink too much and don't be anything stupid. And that's all I got to say. You know what I mean? Because my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Malani. Go Leafs, go. <laughs> all we're going to do is keep the vibe alive. See you next week.